Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. Welcome to In the Mind of Madness. I will be your host and your guide, Mr. Black. Uh, how's everybody doing? This is another episode, and let's get right into it. So, it is uh, February 13th, um, Thursday, February 13th. Tomorrow is that all ill-fated holiday of Valentine's Day. Um, everybody's gonna, or most people, will ce- celebrate it with a significant other, be it a man or a woman. Um, it doesn't matter. We don't discriminate anymore. Uh, dogs, goats, cats, um, whatever you're into, um, whatever you love in life. Hey, computers. I know some people probably celebrate it with their smartphones. Um, anyway, so Valentine's Day, big holiday. One, it's a, it's another holiday that is, Uh, one of those lovely Hallmark holidays. Everybody goes out, gets the chocolate hearts, goes to a candy store, you know, gets chocolates for the person they want to be with. Flower shops are busy. Um, 1-800-Flowers is probably going like ballistic right now with last minute orders. Um, guys, you had like, you know, fucking a year to prepare. Girls too. Um, but everybody procrastinates. Um, whether you want to do something special for your significant other or you just want to do the traditional thing, like a little cutesy card or a lollipop, um, you know, uh, but it's Valentine's Day. So Valentine's Day has a, a lot of, uh, it's not really the most joyous of things if you really think about it and get into it. And, and we've talked about this before um, with stuff, how, how a lot of traditions, nobody really understands anymore or looks into where these holidays came from so um basically valentine's day is not really the nicest holiday obviously to be named a saint you have to be martyred um uh there was two gentlemen by the name of valentine or valentino uh that were both martyred around the fifth century um and the uh catholic church decided to uh, name the holiday around the day they died or were buried, which was February 14th. Um, but it was also to stop a pagan festival, um, where they used to basically like, uh, murder animals. And then they would beat women with the carcasses of said animals that they killed. Um, it was thought to bring fertility. There was actually women, young women who lined up to have this ritual performed, Again, not the nicest thing. I mean, if you think about Valentine's Day 2, um, there was uh, the St. Valentine's Day Massacre um, in, uh, you know, in modern times where a lot of people were killed. Um, But Valentine's Day, yes. So everybody's going to be trying to do something for their significant other, their sweetheart. Um Guys, this is your moment of glory, moment to shine. Girls, too. Um, Maybe you go out a lot to eat with your significant other and you want to do something special. Skip the lines at the restaurants. You know, there's going to be, they're all going to be packed tomorrow. Um, They're going to be packed. What the best thing to do would be be creative. Um, It's February. Um, It's been shitty lately with the weather. So, you know, you can stay at home and cook. Um, 
you can order in, you know, in, instead of going out to dinner. Make a plan of it. I mean, yeah, it's a Friday night, so yeah, everybody's going to be out and about. Um, but it's it's not a bad thing, you know. So like, instead of going to like a restaurant, try to impress the girl that you you know you're with. Maybe cook for um, something romantic on Valentine's Day. You know, I'm going to talk about a couple of different things actually uh, with that, since it is you know the the day of like uh, love and romance, and that's what it's. Hallmark has dressed it up to be, you know, Cupid flying around with a little bow and arrow and shooting people in the ass with arrows, heart-shaped arrows. <laughs> so, Valentine's Day, what a lot of people fail to realize is it's supposed to be about love and fertility, um, and you're supposed to go with the one you, you love. You're supposed to be with the person you, you want to be with and celebrate it with that person. Um, not 12 people. I know people, some people have like, you know, I got this one and that one and the side piece and, you know, the, the corner piece. And no, you, you're supposed to celebrate it with, with, you know, your, your loved one. Um, if you don't have a loved one, maybe you have friends that don't have loved ones, celebrate it together. You know, how much you guys care for each other, how much you're there for each other. Um, that's what you got to take out of, out of Valentine's day. Um, I was one of those people in uh, in school who, you know, I only got like one of like the little lollipops that they gave out or the cards. And it was from a couple of friends. Like I knew who they were and we used to joke about it all the time. But it wasn't a big deal. Like I would spend, I mean, when I was in high school, it would be like a dollar. You get a buck. So I would spend like four or five dollars because I knew four or five girls um, that would reciprocate with me because they were friends of mine. So we would send, I went to an all boys Catholic school. <laughs> yeah. Talk about fun, fun days. The only good thing about it was I did not have to give a shit about how I looked. Um, and there was nobody, you weren't trying to impress anybody when you were in school. So you really could focus on like your coursework and shit. Um, which was always great because then it would be like that mad dash at um, three o'clock to watch everybody get changed because they were going to see the girls at the all girls schools. Um, some of us did that. Others had sports and after school activities to deal with um, because, you know, that's just the way it was. We knew Friday nights and Saturday nights were when we would hang out with all the girls and that's when kind of we would do our thing. But anyway. As I digress, back to the topic at hand. So you want to do something nice for your significant other. Cook her a meal. And like I said, we're going to talk about, I'm going to try to bring up recipes or suggestions on every episode I do. Um, so one of the things I can suggest is, if you want to stay with the theme of Valentine's Day, um, you really want to do like almost like a, at least try to do a two-course meal. We'll break down that. When you go to a dinner, most dinners are, or you get reservations, it's like a three-course meal. Um, basically what that is, is you have um, an appetizer, um, your dinner, and then dessert. So, and then you get some of the places which are like five-course meals, which is like, you get like the cock, uh, the salad, and then the appetizer, then your dinner, then they would do like at some kind of after-dinner thing. Um, and then you would do dessert. Um, 
or bread in the beginning. You know, it depends. It's it's that that gray area. Really, it's three courses that you want to stick to: is appetizer, dessert, uh, appetizer, dinner, and dessert. Dessert is the key thing. Um, if you want to stick with stuff for Valentine's Day, and I I actually have gotten a, a couple of requests and questions. Um, so I want to answer one of those questions right now. Um, something to do cool for a significant other on Valentine's day would be make them dinner. Um, because it's great because it shows that you care, you're putting effort in, you're not just going out and buying dinner, you know, and then all the crap that has to go along with that, because you can make dinner, have relax, sit down, have a nice meal and then do something. So what you, it varies because you can go out to the movies afterwards or go out dancing afterwards, go out to the, you know, someplace nice, someplace that they would appreciate uh, being at, as opposed to going out to a restaurant and then going, okay, we got to go from here to if the restaurant doesn't have like um, an area that you want to say, like go out to dance or whatever. Um, a good example is the one place by us, um, in the one place in Tom's River, uh, Water Street. Water Street's a good layout. It's got not only a little restaurant area, but it's also like a bar area with like a dance floor stage. They play music. It's a great atmosphere. It's by the water, so there's inside, outside. Um, but like something like that is f- perfect for if you're going to want to dance. But guarantee you a place like that will be mostly booked because their restaurant has really good food. Um, so take a little bit of effort. Make some prep time. It's Thursday. Um, you can go out to the store and you can buy a couple of things. You can do the traditional filet mignon, which is real, like, simple to cook. Um, you get two of those. They're going to run you probably about $40 for both of them because um, filet mignon is not cheap. Um, little cuts of filet mignon are, like, $24 for, like, one. <laughs> um, and that's depending on where you go. You know, you might have a butcher friend or whatever. Um, but prep work. So what you want to do is you do the do that. So you, you say you go get filet mignon or you want to just steak easy. You can do chicken parmesan. Or if you have a, a significant other that doesn't like that, that may be vegan, do eggplant parmesan. They do make ve- they do make vegan cheese, tomato sauce. Um, you can alter methods. Pasta. There's vegan pasta. There's lentil pasta. Um, uh, there's you know gluten free. All that stuff. But you can do that and you can spin it in a in a way to to make your significant other happy. So if she does have like some kind of um, indiscretion to food where she can't maybe doesn't want to eat a certain thing. Like she's, we'll say vegan. Perfect example. Vegan. I know a couple of vegans. Um, and they don't eat meat. So you can do something like that. Um, sorry. I needed to take a little bit of a drink. So the big thing with that is if you want to stick with the, you know, the red and white routine, go with, um, uh, some like chicken parm or eggplant parm. I personally don't like like eggplant. Um, not a, I've never been a fan of it. I've had it like maybe two times, one time actually, actually, no, let me phrase it, twice where I liked it. Um, but every other time, it's a texture thing. 
Uh, literally, I got it from a pizzeria at a place I used to work at. We ordered pizza from this place. I got told to try it. I tried it. I liked it. They literally deep fried the eggplant. So it was like almost, it was crunchy at that point. So um, it was it was a different experience. That was the only time I actually liked eating it. I've had it multiple times afterwards. Tried it in a bunch of different ways. I didn't like it. I tried eggplant parmesan. I've tried eggplant rollatini. I've tried a couple different ways that people make eggplant baked, fried. You know, I'm not a big fan of it. Uh, chicken parm, veal parm. Um, I love. Uh, it's awesome. So, you know, you have options. Shrimp parmesan. You have a girl who loves seafood. Um, shrimp maker, shrimp parmesan. You know, all you do is butterfly your shrimp, cook it up. Throw everything in the in the in a pan, and you're good to go. Um, if you're gonna do the steak route, what I suggest is going and get them, and the night before, obviously tonight, um, get your steak, get your stuff, marinate it. And you want to do a simple marinade. Um, uh, the biggest, the best thing to do, honestly, go get yourself some Italian dressing. Pour the pour the two steak put the two steaks in a Tupperware container, or the, if you're doing filet mignon, get like three or four of them, or get four of them, especially if you like to eat, because you, if you only get two, you're going to have to make sides with them. Um, so what you want to do is get at least two a piece, two a piece. So you want to get four total. They do sell them in packs of four. I've seen them that way. Um, so the biggest thing is do an Italian dressing marinade, which is nice because it's just, you go out and buy a bottle of Italian dressing, you know, Wishbone or whoever uh, makes a nice Italian dressing marinade or just regular Italian salad dressing. Pour it in a bowl, let it marinate overnight. That's your seasoning. If you want to go the creative route and make your own marinade, it's not hard to do. Um, I'll give you a quick one that's actually pretty tasty. Um... I'm going to leave the alcohol out because there's no need for it. Um, but it's real simple. Um, what you need is a little bit of lemon juice. You need basically like the little lemons they sell, you know, lemon, lemon juice bottles that they sell. One of those, three squirts in a thing. Um, if you want to go with the, the play it safe route, um, Worcestershire sauce, A1, um, a little bit of ketchup. The lemon juice, salt and pepper. Uh, if you want to go add something a little bit more to give it a little bit more of that smoky kind of crispy flavor to caramelize it a little bit. Um, that's when I really, that's why I add the whiskey or the bourbon in. Um, and I will, Tori, I will be talking about that, but not on this episode. I will get into the breakdown between the difference between whiskey and bourbon. Um, there is a difference. It's how they're. Um, they're distilled pretty much, um, or what they're distilled in. Um, but back on topic. So if you want to use that to give it a little bit of that, you know, caramelization, a little bit of, I use caramelization. It's not really caramelization. It's more like that inherent when you cut it open, it's got that nice color to the outside of the steak, um, when you grill it or, uh, pan sear it. Um, and what I mean by pan searing is because it's kind of shitty out. I don't know if tomorrow is going to be any better weather-wise. I'm not a meteorologist. 
Um, and uh, I, I don't really know if it's going to fucking pan out to be a good grilling night. So what you can do is you can actually, um, you can put it in a pan and you can cook it on your stovetop. I would recommend um, a cast iron skillet or um, a really good steel uh, pan to use um, because that way you'll get, it'll cook the right way. It'll cook evenly. Like I said, grilling is the best choice and option, um, but you don't have to be fancy. If you live in a place where you don't have a grill, that's completely fine. Um, if you have a gas range, it kind of works too. Um, with the pan frying, they do actually make um, grill pans for the stovetop and you can use them. Supposedly they work really well. I haven't tried them yet. Um, I probably won't because I have a grill. Um, and if I want to make a steak, I, worst case scenarios, I will pan fry it. Um, so you do that. That is your meat that you want to use. Chicken. You do the Parmesan, eggplant, shrimp. You can even do steak Parmesan. I've seen somebody do that before. It looked fucking delicious. I never tried it, but it was more like strip steak. Not really whole steak. I don't think that would work too well. Um, but it was like a pizza steak, almost like a sandwich. It just looked like without the bread on the plate, which was kind of cool. Um, so what you want to do is you do that. Then you also would go with uh, a green broccoli, spinach. Uh, some people like asparagus. If you're going to do steak or filet mignon, I'm definitely suggesting uh, asparagus. Um, I don't make it myself. I've had it at restaurants. I've actually liked the way I've had it at restaurants. Um, what I would suggest is stick with broccoli, green beans, um, or spinach. Uh, they make it, uh, like a, I use bird's eye makes that steam fresh stuff. It's awesome. Uh, five to eight minutes in your microwave. You're all set. If you want to go the fresh route, green beans, stir fry. It's real simple. Same pan you cook the steak in. You can reuse that to cook your green beans real fast. And you're just going to give them a quick saute. Since you already have the juice from the steak and the marinade, you can just use that to keep your green beans moist. They don't need that much time to cook. They're really quick. Um, broccoli, something else you can do that way too. Uh, fresh broccoli. Two of the best things to cook. Fresh. I don't do kale, quinoa, or anything like that. Quinoa really sounds like a karate move. Um, it sounds like I'm going to hurt somebody physically. I'm going to quinoa chop this person. I'm not making fun of anybody. I literally just think every time I hear quinoa, I think of some kind of martial arts move or movie. <laughs> like the quinoa assassin. Um, but anyway, so then go with the starch. Um, don't do French fries. It's Valentine's Day. Be a little more creative than that. Unless you have a girl who likes French fries. If you're going to do French fries, I don't do traditional mashed potatoes. I would do like a sweet potato if you like them. Um, or sweet potato fries. Definitely like a good move um, would be sweet potato fries. I love sweet potato fries with a little bit of salt, a uh, little bit of vinegar. Um, malt vinegar, preferably, if you have it or can get it. Um, that actually just it brings the French fries out a little bit. It's a old boardwalk thing. Um, but yeah, sea salt and vine malt vinegar with French fries is like out of this fucking world. 
but they got to be like steak fries or curly fries. Um, the shitty McDonald's, I mean, I love McDonald's French fries. Don't get me wrong. Um, and we will, are going to have a discussion about shit in the summertime or closer as we get warmer about like different places to go grab like a bite to eat somewhere. Um, good mixtures, shit like that. But so that's your main course. You want a starch, which would be like potatoes, like, and don't do regular potatoes. Do a baked potato, do a baked sweet potato. You want to do something cool, do a baked sweet potato. Cause that's kind of like your, your, your dinner, like your starch, but also your, um, you can do a little sweet aspect with it too, because you use cinnamon and cinnamon and sugar or brown sugar, um, with your, uh, sweet potato and butter. So, um, but yeah, and then let's move on to everybody's favorite dessert. So dessert, you can do a couple different options. You can make brownies um, because you can shape them. So you can make like a heart-shaped brownie and decorate it and all that fun stuff. Guys, they make brownie uh, and girls. I can't discriminate. I don't want to discriminate because it's everybody. There's not just guys out there that don't know how to cook. But you can get a cake pan. Thank you, Riley. You can get a cake pan that will be in the shape of a heart if you want to be like kind of cute. You know, and then go get the uh, the icing or whatever to put on the brownie or like whipped cream or whatever and some ice cream. Um, but try to like just think outside the box. The other thing I would suggest is allergies. We're going to talk about this real quick. Um, I've run into people in my life who've had food allergies, which kind of sucked in relationships because um, I was with somebody who couldn't have strawberries, which really fucking blew because... I love strawberries. I grew up on eating strawberries. It's just one of the things that I was so glad I'm not allergic to. But so you want to make sure that the person you're cooking for doesn't have any food allergies. Um, Oil wise, if you're going to if you're going to deep fry, uh, I would suggest using uh, the vegetable oil um, that they have because it's actually good. Uh, It's a lot healthier than the. some of the other stuff out there, um, they do have uh, very, very diverse things for oil, olive oil, all that good shit. But they do make them. There's directions with everything. You can pan fry stuff too instead of if you don't have a deep fryer, which I know a lot of people don't, or like a fry daddy. Or um, uh, so I know some people now have air fryers, which they're fucking great. Um, they're they're awesome to cook with and i've had shit out of an air fryer i've had apple chips i've had banana chips um they've come out fucking awesome i think they come out way better than uh traditional ones that i've had made fresh hey i've tried potato chips out of a, a traditional fryer and out of an air fryer and i think the ones out of the air fryer are like way better they're a lot crispier um so when you're doing your dessert like i said Stick with something that's kind of simple. You can do cookies too if you want. Make little sugar cookies. They have the little cutouts. Pillsbury sells a roll. So you could like really quick, you know, preheat your oven. Cut your, roll your cookies out. Cut them up in a little hearts and shit. And put them on a plate. You know, decorate them with a little bit of red, uh, red icing. And you're all set, you know. And there, I mean, there's pretty much two courses um ice cream's another good one 
You can do ice cream with your if you do a brownie or cookies. Um, so you can definitely do that, and they'll um, they'll be extremely impressed. Um, and especially, and here's the kicker, and this is one thing I'm going to bring up. Don't tell them you're going to do it. When they say, oh, what are we doing tomorrow? Or, oh, what are we doing today? You'd be like, oh, I got a surprise. Like, plan it out. Don't go to the normal thing like, oh, we're going to go to... Actually, you know what? Tell them, we're going to go to dinner. And then if you're cooking at home and you're and they're coming over to you, then you can go, when they go, where, where are we going? Have the table set. Have the table set with two play settings, uh, a candle, maybe a, uh, you know, a flameless candle, you know, because God forbid we don't want anybody to burn their house down. Um, but no, those, they sell flameless candles. They're awesome. Um, a little bit of ambiance. Uh, you know, just keep the lights low. This way you make it kind of like an, uh, a romantic atmosphere. Put on a night, some nice jazz or some, you know, slow romantic music, you know, give yourself atmosphere, you know, don't have your date come into your house and you're blessed and like Metallica, um, you know, like kill them all, all like the, the fucking thing, Bef- do that shit before they get there, you know, I mean, there's, there are hard rock and heavy metal groups who do have some mellower songs, which is fine, which is completely okay to play, but I mean, seriously, you're, you're trying to set a mood here, um, some songs ain't gonna do it, I mean, there's some girls, don't get me wrong, and guys, who like that shit, which is completely fine, which, which is awesome, but try something a little different, throw on a little, like, you know, Barry White, and, um, you just, you know, you, you play that, and, uh, or, or throw on some more Stay in the Time, you know, a little bit of jungle love in the background, um, or, uh, you know, just, just to get the mood going, but, so that's, you know, that's your, your little plan, if you want to go to third course, just, and keep it simple, just do a simple salad, um, I know I save that for the end, but, um, when you start off, you, you already have enough stuff you're going to make, if you're going to cook, start off with a simple salad, all you got to do is, um, they have the bags, it's real easy to do. If you want to add some extra stuff to it, um, you can pretty much pick up like carrots or celery or or tomatoes. But they have the little kits. So get yourself like a Caesar kit or an Italian uh, dressing kit. Make the salad. They're fresh. Um, they're really good. And, you know, they have ones that are small enough for like two people. So it's not like going to be a big problem. You don't have to worry about leftovers. Unlike Riley, who loves leftovers, because she usually gets some of them. Um, I have a weird pit bull, by the way. Um, she is um, very strange because she actually likes vegetables. Um, not all vegetables, just some of them. Um, but I've given her, like, carrots and lettuce, and she fucking loves it. Um, bananas. Um, but yeah, she's a weird dog. Like she's the first dog I've had. I think that like looks at me, looks at, I give her something and she eats it and some things she'll play with tomatoes. She's like me. She's not really fond of them. She kind of licks them, 
but she really doesn't eat them. Um, apples she likes. Oh, she loves, the dog loves apples. Um, apple slices, forget about it. But, um, yeah, strawberries. Strawberries are actually, I'm going to talk about this a little bit too, since it is Valentine's Day coming up. Um, strawberries are actually an aphrodisiac. Um, they are supposed to um, heighten sensations in the body um, for the chemical release of certain endorphins. So, um, supposedly, the list of aphrodisiacs, I know, I know two off the top of my head, is uh, oysters and strawberries um, are two of the big things. That's why they usually have like strawberries and cream, strawberry shortcake, stuff like that. Um, oysters on the half shell. Um, those two items are very popular around Valentine's Day because they're, uh, they're an aphrodisiac according to, um, science and, um, from what I've learned over the years, I don't know how fucking true it is, but Listen, they, they constantly talk about... Oh, chocolate is another one. Chocolate is an aphrodisiac. Um, so, that's the big one. Um, chocolate is your is your go-to. Everybody gets chocolates, um, depending on what you like, like I said. Um, but, so, that's the way to go with your meal. Creativity is the key to things. Spontane, uh, being spontaneous is also another another big thing in in impressing someone. Um, also, rekindling. If you're trying to say you just want to do something different for the person you're with, you know, in, instead of doing the whole traditional thing of we're going to go out, we're going to go to dinner, we're going to do this, we got to make reservations. Take the stress out of it. Cook yourself a nice dinner. Stay at home. Play a fucking board game. If you want to go out, go to the movies. Go to the movies. Um, you know, go see something that your significant other wants to see. Sometimes it's better to do that than to kind of go, oh, I don't want to do this, I don't want to do that. It's it's little simple things that they'll appreciate and they'll remember and be like, oh, hey, you know, they did this for me. They took me here. Get creative. Don't do, don't stick to the cookie cutter stuff. You know, don't do just the chocolates, the flowers, the card. Dinner. Movie. Do like something different. Cook dinner. Make her dessert. You know, dipping strawberries is not that hard in chocolate. You can do it very simply. It's, if you want to go that route, um... It's not hard. You just put a pan on the oven with water in it, put a metal dish on top of it, put some chocolate in there, and it will melt down. Um, and it's just the process of dipping the strawberries in it. They do make chocolate that's specifically for melting. It says melting chocolate on the bag. Um, but you can do that instead of spending $45 at Godiva. Um, and don't get me wrong, go, if you want to buy the money, buy Godiva, Godiva's got some awesome chocolate covered strawberries. I've had them before and they're fucking huge. I mean, I think the biggest one I've ever had was probably like 
the size of like my mouse. Um, and I've seen bigger ones. I mean, I've seen mammoth strawberries, which look awesome. Um, I've seen exotic strawberries, the white ones. Um, raspberries are another good thing. Uh, raspberries and strawberries. Those are two good things. They're red. If you want to stay with the whole theme of red and, you know, red, brown, white. That's pretty much like, you know, uh, the Valentine's Day stuff. Chocolate is brown. Hearts are red. Um, strawberries are red. White. Frosting. Icing. Whipped cream. Ice cream. Unless you want, like, mint chocolate chip ice cream. Um, <clears throat> I did try something very interesting. Um, I actually picked up gelato for the first time. Um, I tried two different kinds. One was almost like a mint chocolate chip. And the other one was a black raspberry chip um, by Talente. They were actually pretty good. I've never had them before. I've had frozen custard. I've had frozen yogurt. I've never really had gelato. Um, but I tried the Talente ones. I was actually impressed. They were actually pretty flavorful. And the mint chocolate one that I got was sugar-free because I wasn't reading the label. <laughs> and it was still good. I've had sugar-free ice cream before, and it sucks. Usually sugar-free ice cream is like the shittiest ice cream in the world because it's not made the same way that regular ice cream is made. Ice cream is pretty much cream and sugar. And they like cut the sugar out and it's still fine. I've had ice cream that tastes like shit though. Um, but that's why I don't eat sugar-free ice cream. Um, ice cream is one of those things where it's another. You can add it to accent the dessert you're doing um but let's get into a couple other things that covers the valentine's day course for things to do spontaneously yes i'm giving you guys ideas yes i'm giving you guys some suggestions um another question i got is uh from the young ladies that listen to group uh the sloppy sundays squad as they call themselves they wanted to know, uh, they want to do a potluck for this weekend when they listen to their pod, their pod club that they have. Um, they were, their group of girls used to have a book club and I'll get into this. We used to, we talked about this on the other show I was on and these girls have kind of followed me over to my show and I thank you, um, all you young ladies, um, that, uh, they wanted some suggestions. So, uh, Three options since you're talking about Parmesan. Uh, eggplant parm, like I said, if you guys are into that, go for it. Um, chicken parm, always my favorite. Shrimp parm, always my favorite. Veal parm. Those three parms I love. Veal parm, shrimp parm, chicken parm. Can't go wrong with them. Eggplant, I don't do. Um, like I said. But uh, something else cool to do if you want to do a potluck. Nachos. Nachos are always good. Um, they're nice finger foods. You can add different things to them. Chicken. Um, I've seen people do veggie nachos. Um, I don't know how that works out, uh, which is just a lot of, it's like jalapenos, tomatoes, uh, cheese, guac, um, all that fun stuff that goes with it. No meat though. Uh, beans. Yes. Beans. Uh, people put lots of beans on there. Beans are the key part to a lot of things. Um, with uh, that style of food. Um, another suggestion would probably be like, I don't know, breakfast. 
do a breakfast potluck. Breakfast is good any time of the day. Um, how many people, what, actually, you know, I'm going to ask this question. This is a good uh, thought provoker. What is your favorite breakfast meal? So there's a lot of different things that people all over the place have for breakfast. I've heard of all kinds of weird shit. Um, from bangers and mash to um, eggs benedict to steak and eggs to um, uh, fucking, what were those things fucking down south? Um, that the, There was some lady eating something when I was down in Georgia at one point, and I was like fascinated by it because it looked like fucking dinner. Um, but it was like eggs and some other stuff. But it, um, oh, hush puppies. Hush puppies. It's like a Zeppeli, but it's from down south. It's like deep fried like fucking cornbread. It's fucking awesome. Um, so, and that's in like the southern part of the United States, not southern New Jersey. Um, if anybody in New Jersey ever claims to know what a fucking, know how to make a hush puppy, that's interesting. And it's not like you think, and I know there's some sick people that, have listened to me in the past i'll get sick emails from people going yeah you hey you hush your puppy up as you like tie their fucking beak shut i'm like no um like i said i i love animals but hush puppies were were good and when i heard that's what they were called i literally started laughing um but no so yeah so you want to just that's my suggestion for you guys um and for your little potluck thing salad definitely do salad with it I would go, if you're going Italian, go antipast. Um, if you're doing an Italian style, if you're doing like a chicken parm or eggplant parmesan, uh, go with um, antipast. And you were talking about spicy. If you want to spice up chicken parm or eggplant parm, um, you can actually add, if you like it, you can add cayenne pepper instead of using regular black pepper. Use cayenne pepper in with your with your um, seasoning, because you can season the breadcrumbs or the breading that you're gonna use on your stuff. So all you gotta do is your coating. Um, most people add salt and pepper to their coating. You want to add a little spice to it. Um, use your instead of using like an egg wash, you can still use the egg wash, but add something to the egg wash. Add like a little hot sauce, a little Frank's Red Hot, or um, add some cayenne pepper to your your bread your breadcrumb coating your coating how you want to coat it um you can even add it to like your sauce i've actually had spicy tomato sauce and it's actually good i've had sweet tomato sauce too um there's a place and i'm gonna reminisce a little bit there's a place in um up in jersey city and bayonne it's i don't know if they're there anymore um but they had one of the sweetest pizza sauces I've ever had. And me and my uncle and his, my uncle's friends and our group of friends, we used to order pizza from them. It was it was a place called Joe's. And we would order a pizza and the, they actually had on the menu, which was fucking awesome. I've never seen that down here anywhere. I've looked. But you can order a pizza there with extra sauce on it. And specifically, like, they would load it up with their tomato sauce. And their tomato sauce was really sweet. Um, I don't know what they did to it because we never went there 
to the actual like place. We always called up and ordered over the phone um, and had it delivered um, because everything's so far away. Usually it was a car ride or a bus ride to get there. Um, that was the thing about living in Jersey City. Um, you always, I did ride my bike places. Um, I rode it to Bayonne Park a couple of times. Um, but a lot of places, if we didn't, if it wasn't in walking distance, um, you couldn't ride your bike there because of all the different places and stuff. You took the bus. Um, really, we never relied on our parents for rides unless we had to. Friday nights were a little different. A lot of our parents, like with the dances and stuff, didn't like us doing the the, the bus home. Um, actually, as I got a little older, actually, fucking a little older, right after my freshman year, my mom was like, yeah, Friday night, you want to come home on the bus? Go ahead. She's like, fuck it, I don't have to come pick you up? That's great. Um, but yeah, and the cast of characters, and I'm going to get into this because this is just funny, it made me think about the, the whole Parm thing. Um, but the cast of characters growing up there, used to I used to see at night and during the day was always great. Um, like I said, I grew up in Jersey City. And the big cast of characters you'd see on the bus, you'd, in the mornings, everybody would be this pretty much the same. You'd get one or two people who would be that oddball. Um, look like they just spent the entire night at the bar and are going home um, because maybe they worked overnight um, and they just got they just got off of work, went to the bar, had dinner, breakfast, fucking lunch, had a couple of drinks, and now are going home. But you had the business people on the bus. We were school kids. We were all going to high school. And we went to public transportation to get to and from school. Um, so we had guys who, like, rode the train. Like, when I moved down the Jersey Shore, for the last six months of my high school, I was commuting like a fucking business person up to finish school out. I didn't transfer. I actually graduated from my high school, and I had to do about six months of commuting. Some days I was lucky. My grandfather was a firefighter, so I lucked out when he had to work his rotation on the fire department. I got a ride up because his firehouse was right down the street from my school. So it worked out awesomely. So, like, I would, he, we would drive up there at like five o'clock in the morning. We would get there by like 6 30. I would leave the firehouse and walk from the firehouse, hook up with my buddies who used to catch the bus. They would know, like, we were talked the day before. I'm like, oh, I'm getting a ride up for my grandfather tomorrow. We would meet up, hang out. They would walk with me over to school and we would catch up because I didn't see them once I moved. Um, on a regular basis, we didn't catch the bus home together anymore. We didn't do this stuff. So we would try to make up for it in the morning and after school, um, which was always fun because, we, I mean, we would catch up during the day and shit, like what, what happened and made plans and stuff like that for the week while I was, um, you know, are we doing this today? I got a couple of hours I can kill. Um, but yeah, it was always that rotation of doing that. But you, the big thing about it is is I miss a lot of these old places. And I remember um, going up recently to, to do some stuff, which I'll talk about on this podcast again because I talked about it previously on the old podcast of the with the gentleman I was doing it with before. Um, but I talked about a situation um, with a family member. I'll touch on that later, probably on another episode, definitely on another episode to catch people up to speed. 
But the big thing I remember is a lot of shit hasn't changed. New stuff has opened, but it's taken places of buildings that were vacant when even I was a kid, and that was 20 years ago. And it's just funny to, to see how this ev- evolution has come about because a lot of these old businesses are still there. Like the place I rented my tux for my prom, uh, for my friend's junior prom, is still open. Um, where we got like stuff for our first semi-formal, um, where we went with the girls to get their dresses. Those places are all still there. And I was laughing driving home with my mom we were talking about that how they've changed things have changed don't get me wrong um progression is is alive and well everywhere um places are evolving places are closing down places are reopening but it's funny to see businesses that have been established because you know they've been there for decades and we're in a new decade and that's the big thing these places have been around for 30, 40, 50, 60, 70. Some of them have been around for 100 years. And these places are thriving because they have that will. And that will to survive and thrive and to evolve with the way times are is what a lot of these places keeps them going. And here's the thing. Now, we've had a couple of big... There's been a couple of announcements. Samsung's launching their new galaxy line um they made the announcement i think you can start pre-ordering on the 21st um so you can order all the new the new they're not the s11s they're the s20s so we take a gigantic leap i'm a tech head so technology i love technology a lot of people we don't need it and that's what why i brought up the whole cooking dinner thing because it keeps you home but it also, it, you get more creative because you can do more things. You can utilize what you have, your technology, the correct way, the way it's supposed to be utilized to look up like recipes to make stuff, times to do stuff. <clears throat> so they took a jump from the S11s to the, now they're calling them the S20 series. So those are coming out on the pre-order. Now here's the mind blower. So they came out with the S20 line. Well, They also came out with the Galaxy Z. All right. Now, this is a Samsung flip phone. Yes, you heard me right. It's a Samsung flip phone. Okay. Remember all the rage when the Motorola Razr came out? Yeah. Same concept. Um, It is a flip phone that folds completely in half like the Samsung Fold. I know we all, all remember that fucking disaster. Um... It's a flip phone that folds in half, okay, and closes. It looks like a flip phone. Looks like the old Motorola Razr. Um, when it opens up, though, it's got a completely flush screen. So Samsung has gone ahead and improved on Motorola's design for the touchscreen phone um, with a flip phone because Motorola's got a flip phone, and even the flip that they have out, which is what the old Samsung phablet is called, um, that was out late released last year. Um, the fold, um, that you can still see the crease with this new flip phone. And from the gentleman I talked to, um, at the carrier that I have, they have gotten rid of that crease. There's no line in the screen. So when you fold it, it folds, you know, flush, 
looks like a small phone, so it's about the size of pretty much, I would say, your, you know, uh, of, it's about a quarter to half the size of your cell phone now. Um, And the big thing about it is, it's a flip phone, which is cool. I remember when people were going nuts about flip phones. Oh my God, they're getting so small. Oh my God, they're doing this. Oh my God, Motorola put out one that's like awesome. It's a razor. Dude, I remember when the Matrix came out and that fucking phone that they had. Um, the I can't remember what the fuck it's called. If anybody can remember the name of that Motorola phone, the one with the shoot down fucking part that displays the keypad, that fucking, um, that um, Morpheus used to talk to fucking Neo, send me an email. Because, I mean, I'll look it up later, but still, I want to see if you guys are actually paying attention, um, you know, uh, with what I'm referring to. If you remember that, if you're too young to remember it, that's awesome. Um, You're going to get a little bit of an education. So, basically, though, I remember when those phones came out, they were like, I want to say like four or five hundred bucks. And back in the late. 2000 early 2000s late 90s early 2000s those were like fucking amazing everybody wanted one i remember everybody i knew was like oh my god these phones came out they're fucking awesome because when i was i had the brick i had a brick i mean it wasn't the literal brick like when i worked for a cell phone company i actually saw what the old brick phones used to look like my aunt had an actual car phone Yes, a car phone. It was in the car. It was a gigantic, had a gigantic battery pack on it with a fucking antenna. It looked like a CB radio on steroids. CB radio. Um, closed band radio. CB. Most people don't know what those are because they've pretty much almost gone the way of the dodo. Um, but a CD ra- CB radio... A lot of people used to have them. I had friends who had CB radios. Um, and this is a little nostalgia for people. Um, it is Throwback Thursday, according to whatever the fucking trends are now on social media. Um, so, yeah. CB radios used to be... Truck drivers used to have them. Most truck drivers still do have them. Um, they've gotten a little more modern. They're not as big and bulky anymore. But... One of my friends used to have him, and we used to go over his house on Friday night, and we used to tune in to, like, the CB, different CB stations, and listen to the truck drivers, and they would be talking about, like, where they're stopping, that they're looking for someone to hang out with, maybe go grab a drink, you know, one of the guys was, like, the love ranger, and he was looking for love on the, on the, on the highway, highways and byways of America, um, and I just remember hearing these guys talk, and we used to fuck with them all the time. And uh, we had guys who get pissed off at us. But you would get those people who who were like, all right, kids, this isn't you know a channel for you guys, blah, blah, blah. And they would switch stations. But if you want to watch an old movie, and I'm going to make a suggestion um, to anybody who hasn't, watch the original Smokey and the Bandit. That is a fucking funny movie, and you you gotta really get the humor in it. I mean, um, but Burt Reynolds, Jerry Reed, and um, those two guys, the Snowman and the Bandit, and then um, you know 
They were transporting alcohol across state lines. And it, um, the fucking premise of it is they're getting chased all the way back to where they started by one fucking cop who just gets other cops to join him eventually. But yeah, it it's funny. It's an but it nowadays I don't think we could do a movie like that. Just like a uh, history of the world and Spaceballs and you know Robin Hood's Men in Tights. These movies, a lot of these movies from like the '60s, '70s, and '80s, I don't think we could do anymore. And it's a problem with society. I mean, we as a society are literally. I think one of the prudest countries in the world. You have Europe who on regular broadcast TV, there are women taking their clothes off. There are men taking their clothes off. Like I was watching something, they were making fun of it. And they did a weather broadcast just to prove a point. And in the movie, the the guy was like trying to get his buddy to watch. He's like, look at this, look what I found, look what I'm watching. And he's elbowing a guy and he goes, great, you're watching a middle-aged man get naked as he's doing the weather report and it was just funny because they were like oh and unfortunately our weather girl is sick today so here's brad doing the weather and it's this guy as he's doing the weather taking his tie off and he's getting naked why do we have a problem with this why do we want to protect everybody um why do we like want to everything has to be politically correct why is that the case now it's it's a question that everybody asks, you know, is why is PC the big thing? Who the fuck knows? It's everybody's being coddled for some reason. I mean, I remember when they used to pull shit when I was in school, like we had teachers who could yell at us. Now, if a teacher so much as like fucking slams a book down on the desk, like she gets fired. I mean, besides the fact that all the scandals with them fucking sleeping with students and shit, like, listen, most of these fuckers who who turn their students in, like, male fucking students who fantasize, listen, I don't care who the fuck you are, at some point in time you went to school, you had a crush on one of your teachers, um, I fucking, I know for a fact, like, we used to talk about, like, one of the teachers, because she was, I think it was my fucking sophomore, junior year she came in. She was the biology teacher. She was fucking cute. And, you know, we were around pretty much, uh, we had like one nun. Oh, no, she wasn't a nun. No, was she a nun? No, she was a sister. She was a nun. I think she was a nun. Um, We were around the nuns, or the one nun. Um, we had brothers cause we didn't have priests in our school because we were part of the, uh, De La Salle Christian brothers, uh, education, uh, group or system or whatever you want to call. Um, but yeah, we had Christian brothers teaching us. We had regular teachers teaching us regular people. A couple of guys what actually taught me were actually graduates from our high school. They actually attended it. It's funny because you... You know, we think of our teachers as like, you know, just teachers, the person that's got to teach us and shit. But here's guys who we actually found in like your old yearbooks. Like my one teacher who was like awesome as hell. Um, he literally, uh, he had like long hair and he would always say to us when we come to class, he's like, if you thought about it or thinking about it or, 
you know, might want to do it. He goes, don't, because I've either done it, thought about it, or already tried it. And we just looked at him one day, we were like, dude, really, that's like the coolest thing ever. Like, the only other person in my life that's ever said that to me was probably my mom. Um, it, And she literally said, if, if, if you think about it, if you if you're thinking about it, thought about it, or want to try it, she goes, "I've done it, I've thought about it, and I've tried it." She goes, so "Don't even think about it," um, which is awesome because it just shows you that you know nobody is really trying to get one over on anybody. But now you can't even talk to people like that. You can't talk to teachers. Can't talk to their students like that. Um, Teachers are pretty much bound to a lot of things. Everybody is. You know, you you can't talk to people the way you talk to your friends. And even you're talking to your friends is like a catch-22 because you have people who are just, they get offended easily. And really, as a, as a populace, and a lot of people don't realize this, going through life, you need to have thick skin because you're turning around and you're we're creating an environment of... People who are just fucking whining and whining. And it's not even whining and bitching and complaining because I would love to say that. But it's people who are literally not able to, I want to say, defend themselves. I was brought up in an environment where, yeah, I got into fights in school. I got the shit kicked out of me a couple times. But that's because... Of course, the old proverbial, I bit off more than I could chew. Yeah, most people, when you got into fair fights, which was usually one-on-one, not one-on-fifteen, but that was a lot of the problem, too. And I know the bullying thing's an issue. I hate the fact that people bully other people. It's not right. But the other thing, too, is you need to let some of these motherfuckers turn around and just knock somebody out. That's the other problem, too, is everybody's so coddled now that if you get into a fight in school, they fucking suspend people. You know, I mean, they, no, I'm sorry, they don't suspend you. They throw you the fuck out now. Like, I remember getting into a fight, and I had suspension for a fucking week. I mean, my my entire fucking probably education, up until I hit high school, I was probably suspended for the better part of like two years. And that's in-school and out-of-school suspension. Most of it for fighting. Some of it for stupid shit. Um, I mean, I threw a desk at a teacher, but that's because she was, like, letting the fucking guy that was uh, teasing me and fucking torturing the shit out of me hide behind her. Um, And when I finally did lose my shit, I turned around and told her, you think you're going to stop me? (laughs) Um, And supposedly she became a nun. Um, So there's my track record for certain teachers. Um, but that was when I was younger. As I matured and became an adult, I realized that um, certain things are fucked up. But li- literally, by protecting these people, um, and you think everybody's a bully. I mean, now pretty much they classify as a bully as a, a kid with glasses and you know making fun of people. The problem is, is that you, everybody's got to have thicker skin, and everybody's got to take a little bit of criticism in life. Um, you know, cause I'm not the fucking, you know, I'm not a rocket scientist, but we have a fucking problem and 
some of the solutions to the problem are not fucking adding more safety nets. Some of them should be fucking, why don't we just like fucking let people fight it out? Um, especially like some of these fucking people who, you know, they get all big and they're all fucking tough behind the keyboard. Um, and even behind a microphone, I've heard people who fucking, they get big and bad behind a microphone, but yet you go meet them in real life, which, which is funny is, and I'm going to finish with this. I actually used to listen to somebody, um, on the radio and I thought they were the coolest person in the world. I thought they were the toughest motherfucker in the room. And I literally, you know, I didn't know them from fucking, you know, Jack squat. Um, and then I was out with a friend of mine and, you know, um, I'd listened to them for years, listened for years at night. Um, they were on a popular radio station up in, up out of New York. And, um, you know, they were, uh, they were, they were funny. And I, and I literally thought, I'm like, oh my God, this person's got to be like, you know, the baddest motherfucker in the room because the way he talks. So I went out with a friend of mine and we were, um. We were, I went out to visit them and, uh, cause they had moved. And when I was out there, we, uh, we were bullshitting and they came up, that person came up in conversation because they had actually just called my friend up. So, um, while we were sitting there, we video chatted with them and here's this person who's just sounds like this menacing fucking individual. And lo and behold, they're this little fucking short, nerdy, fucking ginger-haired, little fucking scruffy dude. And I literally told him that. I'm like, you are literally not what I fucking pictured you. I thought you were this, like, big fucking guy who, you know, would could literally rip somebody's fucking head off. And he goes, yeah, he goes, radio's a little deceiving. And I love that line because it's true. Unless you see this, and this is why social media is so good now, because you can look up pretty much pictures of, of people, what they really look like on their social media accounts, celebrity-wise, and see that they're not these fucking individuals who are just, you know, I can do this, I can do that, and they literally are these little nerdy fucking guys who just, they have that voice. They have that menacing, deep voice on a microphone. And a lot of it is studio inflection, too. Now, I talked about this. I'm going to talk about it again. I went to college. I did radio when I was in college um, for the college radio station. So I know a lot of different angles, aspects, ways to record things, ways things sound, how to do all that fun stuff in production. Um the one thing is, is that we never, especially on my shows and a lot of the other shows, we never used Echo. It was Echo was fucking horrible. And I hate it to this day. I, when I, I sound echoey, it drives me fucking crazy. Um, especially those voice inflection programs that people use um, to give themselves that booming voice um, that makes them sound like they're in a fucking hallway that's like fucking 30 yards long. Um, <clears throat> and the auto-tune shit. Listen, the reason why you're using auto-tune is because you can't fucking hold a note. That's why you need a fucking computer program to fix your voice. Um, but I don't want to get it. I don't want to get into that right now. I'm trying to stay positive. So 
Um, a couple of things. I do want to talk real quick. Uh, we are at an hour and three minutes. So, I run um, the... At my, I host. I've run. I host uh, Saturday nights. I do D&D at my house. Anybody who doesn't know what D&D is, it's Dungeons and Dragons. So, uh, my best friend... Uh, Fitz a bomber. I've spoke about him before. Um, he is in the group. He brought over his dice tray. Now, anybody who knows anything about D and D, there are modern ways to roll dice. You can do it with your smartphone, with your tablet, whatever. Some of us prefer to actually use dice. So he has a dice tray. I had one from years ago that I picked up. It was cheap. It was like three dollars at the dollar store. It literally, I've rolled dice out of it. So it's, I pretty much like chucked it. Um, so I ordered one. We didn't realize it until I got it, which was this Saturday. I got it Saturday morning. It's from the same company. Um, and it's actually a really, really nice dice tray. It's very well constructed. And um, it's got an, a laser engraved dragon on it. And... Um, it's very fucking sturdy. Like, I was really shocked. Like, it, it wasn't that expensive. I think I paid, like, $10 on Amazon for it. Um, but I want to give them a, a little bit of props and kind of direct some people in their way. Uh, the name of the company is called C4 Labs. Um, and you can find them at www.c4labs.com. Um, Facebook.com slash C4. C, the number four, L-A-B-S, um, Inc., Instagram, same thing, and Twitter. The C4 Labs at Twitter.com. Um, but pretty much, um, I want to basically give a mention to them guys over at C4 Labs. Uh, the dice tray that they made is actually very awesome. Um, it's very sturdy. We unfortunately did not get to use it on Saturday night because my DM. And if anybody doesn't know what that is, that means Dungeon Master, the guy who runs the campaign, uh, had a little bit of a situation at his job and could not get off. He did not get off or finish work until about 1 o'clock in the morning because some asshole decided, again, asshole, um, decided that he wanted to fraudulently do something. So he was stuck there because he was the supervisor uh, with his boss trying to get everything rectified and they caught the son of a bitch at another store about... 15 miles away. So hopefully this Saturday night, we will be doing that. Um, also, like I said before, uh, if you want a good cigar and you're down the Jersey shore in the Tom's river area, uh, go visit my friend, Tony over at Boulevard cigars on Fisher Boulevard in Tom's river. Um, and also go visit conquest comics on route nine in Bayville. Um, they have all your comic statues and other needs in that genre of merchandise. So things from pops to T-shirts to figures, um, comics, graphic novels, and more. You can go visit Conquest Comics on Route 9 in Bayville. Um, and anyway, guys, I hope everybody has a great Valentine's Day. Um, I wish you guys all the best. Uh, thank you for joining me um, into the mind of madness. Um, Y'all have a great one, and uh, I'll catch you on the next episode.